Hello? Listeners, it is a crisp 99 degrees out. Oh, boy. Oh, baby. Um, We truly, this is a hellscape of the year. This is the worst time. It's going to be worse on um, Saturday when it will be 98 degrees out. Yeah. Um... It, it will be a, a cool 100 total. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Um, Stay inside. Those are... That's death temperatures. That is. And there's just a, a blackout in New York. What if the fucking power goes out? That's why I'm escaping degrees? to Connecticut. Because I know at the very least I have a cool shady yeah. tree. If the power goes out this weekend, I guess I'm going to bring my cat to a movie theater. I don't even know. Yeah. What else can one even do? Or just surround yourself by fans. Not move a muscle. But if the power's out, I can't. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's the oh, thing. Oh no. Welcome everyone. Welcome, as you everyone. can as you can hear, we're we're too hot. Um we're this too is hot Lots of Spirit handle. podcast, a podcast about hot ghosts. Hot, hot sexy skeleton sexy ghosts. Sexy squelettes. Mm-hmm. And um, mainly just complaining. <laughs> we like to kick it off with a cool a bunch 10 of to complaints. 15 of what's bugging us. I know. You know what's really getting me through the next couple weeks? What? Your birthday. Crustacean crawl. Crustacean crawl. No, that's not for so many weeks. And of course, the Halloween party. It's in one month. Yeah, but the Halloween party. Halloween party. And your birthday are really the main events. Do people even know? No, we haven't told them yet. Oh my God, you guys. You guys, I'm having a Halloween party in July. It is is going to be the event of the century. It, it better be because I've already spent all of my so life savings money. on this. I spent hours this weekend building and painting a nine-foot-tall mm-hmm. coffin that is just in my house yeah. now. We've we've acquired and made a few different absolutely cursed objects. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Robin made a, a dead head ugh, that just looks like her own it face. Looks so much like me, and now it's just in my house waiting until the party. Yeah, but you know, Steph I've got I a giant say, coffin. I gotta say it again there's a nine foot coffin in the other unoccupied room in Steph's house. The spare room will become a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be great. I bought a step and repeat, I bought a gigantic, like tapestry of a Halloween scene. It's really good. It's really special. Uh, there's like a corn husk oh, yeah. mantle have, adornment over there. Six crows mm-hmm. are on, on their way. 500 autumnal leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I already just have like candelabras. Yeah, you already have some really good genuinely There's skeleton stuff. stuff just w- like everywhere that I look. Uh-huh. Uh, so... On top of how much my house already looks like Halloween, mm-hmm. but like like a Martha Stewart Halloween, yeah, it'll it's be a like Halloween. Just just all the way, all the way Halloween forward. I'm so I'll excited. bring out all my spooky books, put them in oh, a yeah arrangement. We should maybe um, do like a crystal ball table. Yep, I'm gonna use that cradle for something. Oh. Lord knows I have to. You gotta use it for something. Oh yeah, maybe I'll do a silent auction of cursed objects. <laughs> among, I'll go to like among uh, our friends. I truly. That's oh. a great idea. I'm that's going really to do funny. go to the thrift thrift shop. Get the most uh, cursed things you can find. That I can find and then do a silent auction and I'll have little cards that describe what it is. That's so funny. Okay, don't let me forget that I'm doing this. All right, I'm going to take a note on my phone. Okay, great. Haunted silent auction. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm yeah, super, super excited. It's going to be incredible. If any of you have any um, suggestions for fun, spooky snacks I could make, that's oh, the yeah. one area that I'm like, I don't know what to do. Because here's something I realized I hate. What? Gory food, gory snacks, intentionally uh, yeah. disgusting looking food. Um, you remember that the Netflix show, the Christine McConnell show? She makes yes. a really fun thing that's a pretzel covered in white chocolate made to look like a bone. That could be really oh, fun. Oh, I saw like pretzels, like tiny mini pretzels mm-hmm. covered in white chocolate stacked up to look like a rib cage. Oh, yeah. With yeah, like a little squillet head on the top. Perfect. Some call it a skull. A squillet head. Squillet head. Technically, that's the head of the squillet. Technically, so that is the right. head. 
Um, yeah, Maybe I don't I'll know. Watch the, uh, man, oh, I'm going to rewatch that this weekend for a little inspo. A lot of it's Ooh, just we sculpting. Could make, we could also make spider, spider things out of pretzels, too. That's true. We just need fondant. I also could make um, worms and dirt. We're, oh, love worms and dirt. Who doesn't like pudding? Do you think that we should do the classic, like, grapes in a bowl? Maybe. Uh, spaghetti in a bowl? We could. I mean, uh, listeners, another fun thing we did this week is go and see Annabelle Comes Home, uh, which, as Robin pointed out, does sound like a cow trying to find its way home yeah. movie. Annabelle Comes Home, my favorite children's book. A, a skeleton cow with a wonderful bell. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it was fun. It was great. It was really fun. A lot of jump it was scares. A nonstop, like fun jump scares where you get mad because there are so yeah. many of them, and you're like, "That was so stupid." I was like stomping both my feet on the ground, yeah, and it was yeah. fun because the whole theater was erupting into like just screaming, just screaming, and then being and just talking, which yeah. is my favorite thing in a scary movie. Yeah, just being like, "Why are you doing that?" Just yeah. yelling it. At the end, somebody goes, "Oh, now you're scared." Yeah. <laughs> So great. It was great. I was screaming, oh boy, and oh man, and oh buddy. Oh buddy. Throughout. Ooh, um, you know what could be a cool decoration for the thing? What? Maybe if I find a thrift store. You know how some places have just like a box of old photos? Maybe yes. I'll just rifle through, find some scary photos, and then we can string them up. You just reminded me that I already have some. Oh my god. I would put scary photos on like haunted paper looking backing Mm -hmm. and then put them on like a plain wall to look like I don't know the idea was that it would look like you know when like plaster kind of falls away on a brick wall like this Mm -hmm. and the brick shows through I was trying to make it look like that but like with old photos it was very fun looking yeah I think that would be Um, great I did that in Boston the thrift store near me Mm -hmm. had just like so many so many old photos. That, yeah. I have so many photos of people I don't know. Well, let's have some fun with them. For sure. Mm-hmm. Silent auction style. And I'll just I'll just throw them up on the on just the walls. Just throw them up. You know what you could do? You could, like, oh, that might make them cursed. I was going to say you could, like, scratch the eyes out of them. That's too scary. That's, that's, that's too a little scary. too far. I'm sorry. I but you know what? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what feels we'll see, wrong. We'll see, yeah. We'll see what feels we'll wrong. see when the time comes. Uh, yeah, we're going to have tarot readings. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll get a crystal ball if I can. There's a little mist maker machine that's going to do like a little Oh, I forgot thing. about the mist maker. I think that my parents have a fake plunkin oh, that has wait. like a jack-o'-lantern face. So if we put it in there, then, it, then the mist can come out of the pumpkin. Yeah. Do you know what's so, what I never realized? What? You can get any fruit and vegetable unseasonally almost any time of the year, but you cannot buy a plunkin. Like mm-hmm. apples, yeah, but a not in right season. Now would be like a hundred dollars, right? But like it, fruit and vegetables are like yeah. a little bit more expensive when they're out of season. Just can't get. You one. just can't get a pumpkin. Yeah. There's no. There's no greenhouse. Nature doesn't make it. That just makes pumpkins year round. No. That's why they're the the, the sweetest. Fruit the on the vine. most mm, mm. delicious orange nectar. Ooh, that's why they're such a, a priceless commodity, really. Truly. With I can't even believe how much I miss a pumpkin. And obviously I'm going to make a pumpkin bread. Or well, maybe a oh, chocolate yeah. chip pumpkin muffin. Ooh, yum. Like it's my, my delicacy, yum, my specialty. Yum. Yeah. Oh, no. Who's that? Maybe, probably, honestly, it was Amazon Prime Day not that long ago, so it's probably just a package. We can go ahead and lock that door, though. For sure, yeah. I don't know who that is. Okay, no, scarier than that. There's nothing there. Oh, oh, I see what you're Okay, yes, somebody did leave a package. When they shut the door, the whole building does shake. And that's what you were, fe- <laughs> that's what you were feeling. Oh, my God. This building was built in 1901. <gasps> the whole building feels everything. Wow. It feels everything Dang. that happens. Um, you should invite your neighbors to the party. I really should. <laughs> like hang out hang out flyers around town. I truly like I'm I got nervous this week. I was telling you because I'm like, man, we're doing all kinds we're going a hundred percent and like I'm pretty sure it's just you and me at the party. But no, more people are coming and I'm very so excited. excited. Um, I wish that we could do oh like when we walked around on Halloween Oof. last year, people just like decorated the entire 
building outside, just hanging like a 30-foot witch. I mean, I you know that I have that on, like... Yeah, saved, and I'm like, I can't buy this. I wish um, we could do it. Maybe we could get, we could maybe do it. Should we do a bobbings for apples in my bathtub? Okay. Oh, oh. Should we put no, blood in my bathtub? Okay, oh, hang on. Okay, we should something with the bathtub. Could get a gallon of fake blood, but don't put it on there because you don't know if it's gonna wash off. The we could also line. just like fill it with water and then dip some blood in it. What? Like yeah, but put the fake blood. But in what the water. if it stains the porcelain? Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll pop into Abracadabra this week and just feel out the fake blood situation. Oh, yeah. Um, it's definitely good not idea. edible, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, but it might be good to just like, oh, you know what we could do? Bloody fingerprints on some of those photos. Yes. That could be fun. Should we get a pinata? <gasps> yeah. Okay. All right. So Abracadabra is not that far from Party City. Uh, I can go tomorrow. We're going to have to really... Yeah, we'll figure it this out. This will be a Sorry, listener. Thing. Also, next week, it is Robin's birthday. Oh, my God. And we'll have another episode before that, but it's gonna she be is treat. turning the ripe young age of 15 years old. I am barely legal. <laughs> Not. To drive. Oh, I see what you're saying. my permit. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. In my room... You, there's a stack of things that is your presence. Stop! And I hope that you didn't see them. Oh, my God. No, I did not. Um, but yeah. I'm really excited. I'm going to take the day off and go to the beach. Yes. And then I think at night we're going to eat crabs, sure right? We are going to eat crabs. And then the next day we're seeing Iron Maiden. Yes. And then the Halloween party. And then it's the Halloween party. So it's going to be such it's a be crazy lineup of days. I can't wait. But from now until then, mm-hmm. I'm in, like, a, a special monk nun mode of, like, of like purity and cleansing and like oh, carefulness. Okay. I'm gonna be really, really good to myself so, so that I'm you can super have all ready yeah. for a Oof. demonic birthday I'm event. At both ends. I'll tell you what. I got Carly yeah. Ray on Thursday and Robin on Friday. That's incredible. And, uh, but then I get I get like a bunch of days to recover. You after sure that. do. Yeah. I need a full week because I'm a BB. You, you, you have to. Have you baby rally time. in like two days. Got to baby time. Yeah, um, you just need one good ride of the dragon, one good Nyquil city. I know, I think you're that's raring what to go. Saturday's gonna be for me. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's um, all you need. Anything else spooky happen this week that I I can't? Uh, I do feel like Annabelle we've been scary. inundated with spookiness. Yeah, I mean, we went to Michael's Crafts and just like picked up like anything scary that we could find. I did find all that gross food. Spooky food yeah. decorations, and I showed yeah. them to you. Maybe we'll post some. They're awful. Yeah, um, meat heads. Yeah. Not great. Um, oh, I went in a haunted house <laughs> on a haunted house ride at Coney Island. Oh yeah. yeah, I thought you meant like a you went inside a house that is haunted, and I was like, no, no, why no. did not that, you? T- I mean, you bring will me be tonight. That's my own house home. in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, no, I went in a haunted house on Coney Island. Uh, I can't recommend it. Chandelier Hands was one of the characters though, and he was pretty good. I love that Chandelier, chandelier Hands. hands. It's just a skeleton with two chandeliers, with two chandeliers as hands, which so is my Halloween costume for the party. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I um, love it, too. Oh man, oh man. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I, I, I'm saying it like, wow, really drought on the spooky stuff, but no. If anything, we've been really slammed this week. Yeah, we already talked about Midsummer, but everybody should see it. So good. It is incredibly so good. good. Um, what a feel-good romp. It is, like, really just, like, fully, fully, like, getting soaked in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere, and I'm so, I'm so excited for I'm it. I'm really loving it. I yeah. really am. Mm, I found out great. that the main girl in it is dating Zach Braff, which, like, what? <laughs> threw me for a fucking loop. I'll I want her to what. midsummer him. I don't think she's going to. She's Even not going knowing to. that he saw Midsummer. Is makes me feel weird. Well, that doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. That's I know, all right. Sorry. Anyway, sorry I had to bring it up. But. Movie's now ruined. Oh no. Um, do you have a ghost for me? Oh yes, I oh, do. Oh, do you? I do indeed. Um. Okay. The website where all of this info is from is Hyaku Monogatari. Okay. Com. Okay. Stephanie, today I'm going to be telling you about Kitsune no Yomiri, the fox wedding. 
What? On a day when the sun shines bright and the rain falls, wise parents advise their children to I'm already play confused. Indoors. Is it rainy or is it sunny? It's a sun shall It's a sun shall we? Uh, stay indoors, children, for on such days the kitsune, the magical foxes of Japan, okay. hold their wedding processions. Checks out. From Ibaraki Prefecture to Nara, tales of kitsune no yomeri appear all over Japan, with the sole exception of the northern island of Hokkaido. Most stories follow similar patterns with only slight variations. There are two phenomena both called the fox wedding. One is the bizarre weather called sun showers, rain falling sure, in yeah. daylight. Mm-hmm. The other is the procession of fox fire called kitsune bi, winding through the mountains late at night. Fox fire. Fox fire. Uh, the kitsune no yomeri has long been a part of Japanese folklore, although with the rise of the Inari fox cult, during the Edo period. Excuse me? Fox cult, baby. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it gained a greater significance and cultural permeation. A description of it uh, comes from the book uh, Ichigo Naruse, published during the Horeki period in the 1700s. Quote, On dark and quiet nights, in secret places, strings of lanterns or torches can be seen seen stretching out single file in an unbroken chain more than two miles long. Wow. It is a rare sight, but an unmistakable one. It can be seen most often in Canberra County, and it is said that on such nights, young foxes claim their mates. Oh. (laughs) When rain falls from a blue sky, in the hour of the horse, the great... Fox King takes his bride. Why not the hour of the fox? Well, I can't tell you. Also, what hour is it? There's, I guess, maybe noon because it's bright out, but also at night. I don't know. Wow. Uh, Well, so this procession Takes his bride. The great Fox King takes his bride. Um, The procession of lights became associated with weddings as it mirrored Japanese wedding ceremonies at the time. Based on traditions established during the Muromachi period uh, from 1392 to 1573, weddings were held at night and the bride was escorted over to her new home by a lamplight parade. Beautiful. Fun. This type of ceremony lasted until the mid-Showa period when Western wedding ceremonies replaced traditional Japanese ceremonies. Uncool. I know. Way less exciting and pretty. Not enough lanthorns. Not nearly enough. I love the idea of, like, a night outdoor lanthorn wedding. I love that. Um, Legends of Kitsune no Yumeri merge with existing stories of fox magic and bewitchment. Mm. People who tried to follow these foxfire lantern processions would find that they disappeared as soon as they got close, although on rare occasions, traces of the ceremony were found. Uh, Shunjutsu Shrine in Saitama Prefecture was said to be a popular place for fox weddings. Whenever a fox wedding lit up the night, the mountain road leading to the shrine was covered with fox poop the following oh, day. No! Why would they just shit throughout the procession? They were having a party! Uh, wow, okay. They were letting loose. That's different than yeah. human parties. Like, well, you just don't see you it. You just don't. It's not just on you the, just on the road. It. At a wedding, though? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. of course. Um, so stories of fox weddings uh, continued well into the Edo period. In Toshima Village, they were seen on several consecutive nights, eventually becoming one of the seven mysteries of Toshima. Mount Kirin uh, in Nagata Prefecture is full of foxes, and fox weddings uh, were said to be a common occurrence. In both Nagata and Nara Prefectures, they were thought to be a good omen for the harvest. Yeah, gotta Shout be. Shout out to that harvest. Oh, I miss it. Um, and they said the more lanthorns you saw, the more sure. fruitful the harvest. Oh, wow. Great. Um, cool. A year with no fox weddings made Ooh. people dread an upcoming famine. Ah, uh, fuck. I mean, if I saw no lanterns, I'd surely be like, be it's like, not going to be a great time this winter. No. Would stock up on canned goods. Oof, man. Um, the foxes of Gifu Prefecture didn't just content themselves with lanterns. Their procession was accompanied by the sound of cracking and blazing bamboo, although when examined the following day, the forest appeared untouched. 
Um, so the procession of lamplight is not only a widespread phenomenon in Japan, it is worldwide. Japanese kitsune B, I think it's B or bi, I can't tell, is different from foxfire in Western legends, which comes from a phosphorescent fungus. Cool. Um, the Japanese one is more akin to will-o'-the-wisps. Oh, I love that. Um, Although a will-o'-the-wisp, like in appearance mm-hmm. only, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it's not a Got bad uh, portend. Mm-hmm. Um, so the most common explanation is that, that these fires are the oxidation of the chemical phosphine caused by decaying organic matter, such as can be found in forests, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. Other people say that it's an optical illusion caused by the sun. <laughs> no way. Well, okay. That doesn't, that's definitely that doesn't not. doesn't make any sense. Um, but there's been no scientific evidence backing up either of those theories. Sure. Um, so, people think that they're rarely seen today because of deforestation, which is really Aww, sad. man. Um, but there are also regional variations on the story. That's a scientific reason why it's not happening as yeah, much. Right? If it was so the scientific evidence illusion. that it's a fox wedding is that deforestation is happening. Yeah, where all the foxes have to scatter mm-hmm. now. Um, in agricultural regions, uh, the sun shower version of the fox wedding was a good omen, promising rain for crops and many children for any new brides lucky enough to be married on the day. Uh, mm. in, to- in Tokushima, sun showers are known as fox rain and are not associated with weddings. And then in Kumamoto, Kumamoto, uh, fox weddings are associated with rainbows. In Aichi, they're associated with hail. It's all weather-based, cool. but they're slightly variated. Very, very. I'm with varied? it. It's varied. Yeah, it's varied. Um, So, while most people go out of their way to avoid seeing the strange phenomena, because getting wrapped up in kitsune magic is supposedly very bad for you in Japanese folklore, Uh um, there are a few rituals for the brave and the curious if they want to see a fox wedding. Okay, sake to me. Okay. In Fukushima, a bizarre ritual exists of wearing a mortar on your head and putting the wooden pestle in your belt. Then you stand under a date tree. But it only works on the 10th day of the 10th month of the lunar calendar. But if you do that, you're going to see a fox wedding. Okay, so nothing even happens. You just stand. No, that's all you do. Okay. In Aichi, uh, you just, all you have to do is spit in a well and then weave your fingers together. And then you'll be able to view the fox wedding procession through the gaps in your fingers. I've unintentionally done that hundreds of times. Yeah. I'm sure of it. I think you maybe just were in the wrong place. Yeah, I wasn't looking hard enough. Um, But, again, everybody seems to advise against trying to see them because foxes are very powerful in Japanese folklore Mm. and dangerous. Um, But there are... I I can't even tell you how many, like, old and ancient first-hand accounts of seeing these there are written throughout Japanese history. Um, Including those of people wandering into the middle of them and participating. Oh, um, the some, greatest joy of all. Yeah, exactly. Crashing a fox Ca- wedding? Crashing a full-on fox wedding. Wow. Um, some of the stories are, are more grim than others. There's a tale set in the Warring States period that began in the 1400s uh, of a young bride who suddenly fell sick and died. Mm-hmm. The night of her burial, a foxfire procession passed over her gravesite. Some are more uplifting. Like the tale of an old couple who cared for a wounded fox pup and many years later were honored guests at his wedding. Oh. I know. I want to oh, see it. I love that one. Um, most of the stories, however, are just of the voyeuristic nature. Uh, a lot of people have recorded catching a glimpse. Uh, it, wait, just a glimpse caught by a frightened soul hiding behind a tree when, a, when the wedding passes by. <laughs> just like hiding, being like... <gasps> Ah, what is it? Oh no! Um, it stay. It remains a popular aspect of Japanese culture and folklore. Many towns still hold festivals recreating the processions, um, where people so wear cool. fox masks. You yes. might have even seen photos of people dressed up in Japan Just wearing like these Peter white Gabriel. Fox- yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But a little spookier, even because they're white fox masks. Oh, that is spooky. Um, so a little ghostly. Um, cool. Yeah, a lot of them are just tourist attractions. Local politicians and businesses participate, and a fox bride and groom are often selected as a sort of beauty pageant. Um, but there's what still I some wouldn't give to be, to the, be fox the fox bride. The fox bride. Oh, 
I mean, let's go. Let's go. I'm not going to get selected. You don't know. Well, Could be a midsummer. You're right. Um, some places still do like a serious version of things, though. Um, let's see. Uh, the Yokaichi City um, has a ritual that they do during the festival to drive out evil spirits and ask for blessings for the harvest. Wow, that's a good idea. It's a great idea. Um, there's another city uh, in Yamaguchi that uh, has been holding the same festival since ancient times. Cool. Um, it involves asking the blessing of a pair of white foxes whose wedding ceremony is reenacted. Oh. So they actually take little mm. foxes and they, they marry them. I love that. I really it's love like it. how we're marrying our cats. Our cats are getting married. Yeah. yeah. As soon anyway. as Blue Blue is back. Miss yeah, him. he's in CT. Everyone, don't worry, he's He'll be fine. Back. He's on summer vacation. He hates it. Yeah, he's he fucking hates in it in Brooklyn. So, um, so that was a that was a fun. I wedding. love that so I it was much. Really, really sweet and so tender. Like, I guess I, I I didn't really find out exactly why foxes are so feared in Japanese culture. Uh, my guess would be that there's some kind of trickster. Yeah, I think that that's like permeates so many different cultures. Yeah. Um, oh, cunning fox. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Magical, mm-hmm. elusive. I say they're elusive, but you know, there are some foxes that live near us in Connecticut, and they mm-hmm. just like us. Aww. We see them, and they don't really run away. I and one is gigantic. One is so big. Really? Yeah. I always think it's a dog. You should get it. And then I'm like, catch it and it's get you, it. My and one fox it. that I love. Have it with you. Yeah, they live in our backyard, and then there's one that lives near, like, the circle, the cul-de-sac. Aww. Yeah, I, I love friends. them. I hope that they're, the, they're one family. I hope they are a family. Uh, I hope that the mother and father fox got married. I love them. Oh, <gasps> uh, uh, It's like anyway. the wedding in animated Robin Hood. Anyway. <laughs> Don't you start about I that can't. sexy animated I, fox. I love him. He's uh. my ultimate um, okay, let me pull up my, my I am so sorry excited for so this. So excited. So excited. Um, well, guys, since I've had coffins on the brain, mm-hmm. doing some coffin stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and all I've been thinking about is coffins from, oh, like, man. For, for forever. That can't be good. Um, I, I, it's only because... I've I spent hours painting a coffin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me just get into initially the history of caskets to begin with. Please. The casket industry traces its roots back to ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia, obviously, mm. where wood, cloth, and paper were used to make sarcophagus-style burial boxes. Oh yeah. In the U.S. Caskets and caskets and coffins are different, and I'll, oh, okay. I'll explain why. Manufacturing developed in the late 19th century. Today, it is a $1.2 billion industry. Damn. And Batesville Casket Company is a leading manufacturer. Um, like I mentioned, caskets, wood, cloth, paper, they're actually like anything. Hmm. Cast iron. Uh in, like, Ireland, they started making them out of just flat stones. Okay. And they would chisel. I'll, I'll see if I can find a, a picture. They would take, like, a big flat stone, and then they'd chisel, like, a human cutout in it. And, like, place what? the person and then put a stone over it. Whoa. So, so there's, like, Whoa. a human recess in a yeah, stone. Yeah. Just, like, a little divot to... Yeah. Ooh. It's Ooh. really spooky. That's claustrophobic. Uh, yeah. It is a little scary to look at. Mm. Um... For centuries, caskets were only used to bury aristocrats and nobility. Must be nice. And then other other bodies were simply wrapped in shrouds, mm-hmm. put in the earth. In the U.S., the early casket industry evolved from local furniture and cabinet makers. Oh, okay. Who doubled yeah. as undertakers. Oh, no. Yeah. They built wood caskets on an as-needed basis, but then during the Civil War... Thousands of coffins were needed to transport dead soldiers, marking the start of the mass-produced casket era. Damn. Because you would think, like, it'd just be like, oh, so-and-so in the village has passed. Yeah. I'll make a bespoke casket mm-hmm. right immediate. But then they were like, we Huge just need to, like... run-on coffins. Yeah, yeah. We, need, we need them ASAP. We need us. Steel thing. caskets first appeared... I'm, I'm calling them caskets. Okay. They probably... they. 
Here's the difference. A casket has four sides. A coffin has eight or six. More historically, six sides. So coffin is this guy, this guy, this guy. Okay. And then a casket is just a rectangle with the lid of it split in two sometimes. Mm -hmm. So you can have like the bottom half down and the top half up for viewing. Are you going to go into why the shape is that way? Um, one is just more European than the, than the other. All right. Coffins, I think, are more U.S. Weird. I think. Interesting. I think. But that, reading my research might, might be different than that. But that's what I'm remembering from what I was reading. All right. Well, um, let's dive in. Yeah. Steel caskets, like I was saying, in the late 1840s, they appeared. Okay. When Dr. Almond Fisk. Yeah. Dr. Almond Fisk. What? Received a U.S. patent for a cast iron casket that he claimed was airtight and indestructible. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. Just about. Almond has a name? Almond Fisk. It's 1848. Almond Fisk patented a metal coffin he believed would revolutionize death. One problem is fucking creepy. The Fisk airtight coffin of cask, of cast or raised metal, also known as the Fisk mummy, was designed to preserve the no. corpse in a cast iron mummy-shaped case for travel or other delayed Stop. interment, and also to keep from spreading disease or outbreaks of like That's yellow smart. fever and yeah. cholera, Great. which were being blamed on overcrowded cemeteries, which, like, yeah, they that's... 100% what was leading to yeah. it. This was especially true in the U.S., where Fisk is from, um, where, like, in New York City, just, like, there, it's spilling over Oof. with cemeteries and churchyards yeah, packed to great. the topsoil with bodies. Lord. Um, so much so that sometimes, like, the ground is several feet above the sidewalk, so you're just kind of, like, right up what? next to, to bodies. Shit. Um, kind of like how bad it was when they made the catacombs in France, which yeah. if you haven't heard that episode, it's uh, tens of episodes back, yeah, but go, go back find and it. Check it out. Um, but with a metal sarcophagus, this grotesque collapsing of the flash into decay Oof. could be contained and even slowed down. Sounds like a good good thing. You'd think. Okay. As Fisk wrote in his patent, mm-hmm. Quote, from a coffin of this description, the air may be exhausted so completely as entirely to prevent the decay of the contained body. On principles well understood, or if preferred, the coffin may be filled with any gas or fluid having the property of preventing putrefication, which formaldehyde fluid, I guess. Yeah, Um, yeah, I guess so. But that would gas, I don't know if nitrogen, I I don't know, something freezy. I don't even know what kind of gas. Liquid nitrogen? Did they even have that? I mean, it existed. I'm sure somewhere, but I don't know if we knew how. I don't know. I don't know if we knew about it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So the the coffin was kind of molded on the outside with elaborate Victorian mourning stuff, heavily decorated with symbolism like angels, thistles, roses, nice oak leaves, acorns, berries, Mm -hmm. all this fun adornment. the coffin itself, and I think this is also why people didn't like it, was shaped like a shrouded corpse. Ooh, that's a choice. What a the weird The edges choice. of it draping delicately. Huh. So, like, kind of like this. Oh, it's like a true mum. Yeah. That's it's a like a mummy. And at the head was the worst part of all. Oh, no. A little window. I thought you might say that. Where you can see the face of the dead. Uh, And it usually had, like, um, you know how on graves there's sometimes, like, a picture and you can open it? It has, like, a little metal door. A little window! Yeah. Ah. Which I don't like. I like that worse. Because it's like you have to open and reveal instead of it just being there, you know? Oh, I I don't don't like like it. it. Wait, what was the point? To see if they were decaying or No, so that you could gaze upon the the face of your beloved deceased person. But weren't you going to bury them anyway? Yeah. True. But this was, remember, for delayed interment. Yeah, okay. Sometimes. Yeah, okay. So, um, 
in some cases, I think, too, the purpose was in order to delay interment. So I want to be able to look at this person's face longer. Oh, that's dark. Yeah, and I'll get into that a little later, too. Um, Yeah, he said the window was, quote, to behold again the features of the departed. Unfortunately for Fisk, people didn't like it. (laughs) They didn't like the uncanny otherworldliness of the metal case, like looking like a mom. Uh... They just didn't like it. I, I, I'm i honestly surprised that people didn't like it. Uh, also, coffins were wicked expensive, these ones. Yeah, going between heavy as shit. 7 and $40. <laughs> Think about it. In the 1840s, though. Yeah, I know. $40. $40. Um, most standard wooden boxes would cost like $2. Yeah. Um, their it's price tag and upsetting countenance were upsetting countenance. were bad for almond. Those are the two main Dr. Almond things about me too. Yeah. Uh, also, very tragically, a year after his patent, his factory did burn to the ground. Oh shit! And he was injured, and those injuries would later kill him oh a year God. later. Yeah. Oh um, Got him. You gotta imagine he was buried in one of these fun caskets. Um, but that's just a little bit on like. That special fun wow, U.S. Yeah. casket. I gotta think that that would be so fucking heavy also. Yes. Um, yeah. And it yeah. was so, like, bronze, bronze finished, metallic burial. It was this whole thing with a sheet of glass on the top. It's super cool, creepy. but all right. At what cost? But almond. Also, as soon as that glass breaks, like, it's over. Yeah, as soon as you put too much uh, dirt on it, that glass is just going to This also shatter. gets into, I'll cover this later. Okay. But closing something up like that leads to, uh, it's potentially really dangerous. Wait, what do you mean? It can lead to exploding coffin syndrome. <gasps> what is that? You know how, like, in a Tupperware... How there's like a little ex- like valve mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. to like let out to steam. Burp it. They now add burpers to most coffins. Wow. Uh, or some kind of ventilation yeah, I guess system. It would. I mean, like a body can explode. Yeah, it's, it's producing gas. Yeah. Like as you liquefy and decompose. Ugh. Ugh. Um, I guess if enough is getting in to decompose you at that rate. You're all like if you're decomposing fast, mm-hmm. you're letting off a lot of material, Ugh. and Ugh. it if it doesn't have anywhere to go, it will explode. In a lot of places, mm. that did happen, and they had to like clean up. Oh my god! Exploding casket mm-hmm. syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ugh! What a nightmare. Yeah. I bet it was they also uh, in eighteen. I'm sorry, nineteen eighteen. Batesville, the big coffin industry maker people, just before World War II, they developed a process that would mass produce metal caskets oh. um, more cost effectively than traditional wooden coffins. I also think at some point they were trying to conserve metal again, so then they went back to making. Okay wooden coffins probably like any any old wartime they were like oh yeah stomach and coffins out of metal yeah but yeah carbon steel copper stainless steel and so many things have been used to make coffins um <laughs> in 2004 costco caused an uproar in the industry when it started to sell steel oh. caskets at a low price. Wow. Yeah. What? You can get yeah. a fucking coffin at Costco? You sure can. Ugh, for a steel um, deal. This also, this article, which is assemblymag.com, led me to somewhere that we have to visit. Uh-oh. The National Museum of Funeral History. <gasps> In Houston. Whoa. Okay, yeah, we're Their going there with Allison. Their website is insane. We have to. It is amazing. I love it. I'm going to read you some of the permanent exhibits that they have. Yes. The history of cremation. Wow. Thanks for the memories. Sentimental what? journey through uh, honoring famous and inf- infamous oh, okay. uh, graves. Celebrating the lives and deaths of the popes. Oh, all right. Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos. History of, of embalming. I really want to see that one. Mm. 
It's really fun looking. There's like bottles and stuff. Ooh. I love it. Presidential funerals. Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Mm-hmm. Soldier. That's what I mean by soldier. soldier. Reflections on the wall. Coffins and caskets of the past. Yeah. Historical hearses. Ah, I want to see that. Look at this one. So fun. <gasps> A life well lived. Fantasy coffins from Ghana. Oh my God! What? So, do you not know about this? No. I'll, I'll actually get into this. Okay. So, in Ghana, there is a long tradition of elaborate, beautiful coffins. And I actually first read about this in a book that we went—the morbid anatomy exhibit that was oh, at yeah. Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Um, they're beautiful. Japanese funerals, and finally. 19th century mourning, which I'm going to read you a little blurb from. Okay. Uh, Grief was more than an emotion for Americans during the 1800s. It was a way of life. Sure. Victorian social etiquette put great social pressure on mourning, resulting in the practice of public mourning rather than private grieving. Okay. In this exhibit that they have, you can see authentic mourning clothing of women and children, including jewelry. Uh, um, Oh. Jewelry fashion from the hair of the deceased. Yes. And testaments to the strict rules of widows of that era. Mourning customs also influenced home decor during this time, um, shown in a collection of clocks, portraits, and quilts. Ooh. I know. So this is really cool. In the exhibit, they have a full-scale model of a a typical Victorian living room or parlor depicting the traditional wake <gasps> and funeral and funeral practices which took place inside the home. So this is before all of this used, like happened in funeral parlors yeah. or funeral homes. It was kind of the the terminology parlor home being oh. put because it used to take place in your home oh God, and your so parlor. Yeah. During the 1800s we know this. Uh, determining that a person was actually dead was not as simple as it is today. Yeah. Um, they didn't have the medical Gotta technology. We now have to determine true death. During the days following a person's death, the body was closely observed for like three days usually yeah. to make sure that person didn't wake from a deep sleep or illness before the funeral or burial. Oh. Thus the term wake. God, it's so sad. I know, but I did not know that a wake was like we're this yeah. is the wake period of like gotta make sure. I didn't realize that either, but it's such a bummer. I know. The wake. I wonder if it ever happened. Yeah. It must have. It right? often happened. Yeah. Oof. Often. I mean, we've even heard stories of people being pronounced dead. Remember That's I did a true, whole thing yeah. where they like came back to life and then some of them just died again. But yeah. um, yeah, basically uh, doing the Jesus stuff. What's the word I'm looking for? Resurrection. Oh, God, yeah, resurrecting. Um, Jesus stuff. <laughs> Stephanie! Eating a fish and love. Uh, that's the Jesus that stuff. That is all of his stuff. During the early 20th century, funeral service practice. Uh, service practitioners transitioned from providing in-home service, kind of like doctors, right? Yeah. To funeral homes Mm -hmm. where bodies were transported and prepared instead of in your home. Yeah. It was during this time that parlors in the home became known as living rooms. Oh my God. Because they were no longer used to display the dead. Holy shit. So parlors used to be also referred to as death rooms. And it wasn't until, um, let me find this actually. It wasn't until, I have this in another article. Oh my goodness. Okay. Da da da. Flee, flee, flee. Ladies Home Journal in 1910 suggested that this room was no more for death. Yeah. And uh, it was to be called a a living room since it's no longer used for mourning. Oh my God. Yes, and now it's just commonplace. Wow. I know. The living room. That's so fun. Good job, Ladies Home Journal. Good job, Ladies Home Journal. Uh, just for that suggestion that like yeah, took hold. You, did it. you really made it a viral thing, huh? Really like it. Um, okay, 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 okay. Now I'm gonna get into just some fun coffin stuff. Yes, Ooh, please. Here's an example of the stone coffin. Oh, that is so creepy. I like it though. 
Oh, it makes me feel so claustrophobic. I kind of like it, but I don't want to be it's in like it. It's like basically being getting like concrete poured on yourself. Well, no, no, because you're just put in there. I know. Okay. I see what you're saying in a way, yeah. Such close quarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, but you're, you're, you're finished at that point. You don't well, know. Yeah. So, I just want to point out, handles and other adornments, like, oh, yeah. on the outside of the coffin are called fittings. Okay. And the inside of the coffin, like, fabric and stuff is known as trimmings. Okay. So, Cute. just to, you know, Cute, just some fun. terminology to tell you. Yeah. Also, they started using things like cloth and stuff on the inside to trim it mm-hmm. when they were, like, out of metal. And they couldn't put that inside to kind of, like, cut down on cost and use of materials. Why did they need anything inside? I think probably just, like, to be sensitive Okay. To people. Also, so it's like not just harder to sell. Just like, yeah, it's basically just pine. Yeah. So, you, what you got here is your classic uh-huh. rectangle. Also, some, you know, some cultures have different things uh, that just change a little bit. Like, it, a classic, like, I guess Jewish coffin doesn't have wooden uh, metal nails. It has wooden nails. Oh, interesting. So, for some reason, no metal parts or adornments at all. Hmm. Um,. In China and Japan, they the highly, highly sought-after material is decay-resistant wood, so cypress or um, incense cedar Ooh. are in really high demand. Um, yeah, so, like, small adjustments like that throughout, but basically, like, coffins, different burial styles all over the place, but coffins kind of remain... Yeah, Universal. I mean, it's a classic shape. Until you get <gasps> to Ghana. Oh, fuck. The ultimate. Oh, my God, I cannot wait to see these. Design coffins in Ghana, also called fantasy coffins, are only made by specialized carpenters in the greater Accra region. Colorful, colorful objects, not only coffins, but considered works of art, oh my God. were shown for the first time to a wider Western public in this, like, French... I think, yes, in Paris, in this art show in 1989. Oh, my God. I know. The seven coffins shown were done by Seth Kane Kuei and his former assistant, Pa Joe. Um, so there's that person, and then also, let's see, let's see. Oh, 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 oh. There's another person whose name I can't find. Regula Chumi. Uh... There are a lot of famous, like, uh, famous designers. designers in Ghana. Yeah. Awesome. So this practice started because chiefs who were using figurative ooh, uh, palanquins. Is that how you say it? I don't know. It's like um, where there's like a... You know when, like, there's two huge rods and people carry them and then Mm -hmm. there's, like, a box that you sit in on top and it's covered? That's a palanquin. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Um, So chiefs, kings would have these beautiful palanquins that uh, used, like, figures that were basically a symbol of that chief or that king or that oh. family. All right. So some of them cool. would be like, mine is a pineapple. Mine is a chicken. Mine is a jaguar. Uh-huh. Mine is okay. just like an axe. Like whatever it is, right? So to keep with that aesthetic and to be buried with, you know, style. Yeah, of They course. would fashion their coffins oh, to look I like those things. absolutely want to do that. And they, uh, you know, kind of parade them through the town, too, to the burial site. And I've seen, like, videos of this. It's so cool. Oh, my God. Um, so I'm just going to show you yes, a couple a couple examples, and maybe we can post them, too. There's a yeah. chicken one I really love. Um, there's, like, never-ending examples of how cool these are. <gasps> oh, They're gorgeous. my God. That one's a giant shoe. That yeah. one's a giant fish. It's a Nike sneaker. Oh, my God. That one's a ship. That one's a plane. 
queen? Yep. This one's just a pepper. Stop. This is a lion pig. We're looking at. Oh my god. Okay. This is a crate of tomatoes. Bringing back some memories of of. I think you like showed me a few of these at the yeah at Greenwood. A giant <gasps> marlboro. Marlboro. Oh my god. It is so cool. They're so cool and beautiful. They're so beautiful. Oh my god. I wish that I do really wish that we could give this much attention to. Each and every. Yes, seriously. Um, I love this. Let the record show that I demand one of these. There is also a giant crab one that I will (gasps) see. Yeah, super, super fun. I'm just going to share now a couple weird, uh, or I guess like unpleasant coffin history bits. Okay. So, reusable coffins used to be a thing. Oh. In 1784. Wood was, uh, I guess in short supply, the Holy Roman Emperor Joseph II decided reusable coffins needed to be what we use from now on. There was a trapdoor placed in the bottom of each coffin. This way, when they were lowering it down, you'd press a switch and the body falls into a hole and the corpse vanished and the coffin can be used again. This lasted like six months before people were like, stop doing this. So upsetting. Yeah. Tumbling down Uh into the hole. At one point, too, uh, cemeteries in Old England were just so full that, uh, you know, overcrowding, it's been a problem forever. There was, like, disgusting improvisations that happened. There's one case at Anon Chapel. The preacher was taking an average of 30 bodies a week (gasps) and burying them under the floorboards. There were 12,000 bodies (gasps) under the floorboards. The basement was... Stacked floor to ceiling, gases were seeping through the floorboards, flies swarming. Eventually, they began dumping bodies in the Thames until authorities discovered what was going down and shut down the church. What was happening is the the preacher would collect the burial fees and then could sell the bodies to medical schools without the families knowing. And then, like, take them back and bury them. It's horrible. Ew. Um, Yeah. So gross. Wow. Holy fuck. Also, this is kind of... This is very sad, but in... um, I guess, like, Victorian England, maybe, yeah. It was, consi- like, suicide was a crime punishable after death mm-hmm. um, to prevent, I guess, in their mind, to prevent people from doing this. It was, you were treated very horribly, and your family was treated very horribly mm-hmm. after. Um, all your property was confiscated. Oh. The family got nothing. No inheritance, nothing. Uh, Christian burial rights were denied. Or, like, Damn. any burial rights, Christian or otherwise. Those who attempted suicide but failed were charged as felons for attempted self-murder. Wow. Um, why so harsh? Superstition. People feared the ghosts of those who committed suicide would be forced to wander the streets of their town oh and haunt their home. Oh, my God. So they, okay. So they made the laws really strict. It's literally because of superstition. Wow. Um, to deter people from killing themselves, those who did commit suicide would be buried at crossroads or near the sea to try to confuse the spirit yeah and sometimes they would drive a stake through the corpse's heart just in case just like just let him Mm -hmm. god yep that's uh that is overkill i don't know so just to end on the high note Uh exploding casket syndrome oh my god as i mentioned (laughs) Uh, during the decomposition pro- process, body does release gas, liquefies. If the gas can escape, pressure continues to build until it explodes. Um, these kind of explosions could even crack mausoleum walls. What? Yes. Not. I mean, it's so much pressure building. Yeah, seriously. Not to mention the postmortem goop Stop. that needs to be cleaned. Ugh. So to avoid explosions like that, casket makers added burper valves. Burper. Yes, to release gas. Burping casket. That's Just what you should be for the party. A, a burping, burping casket. casket. Yeah, I really should. That's it. That's what I got. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love those beautiful sculptural caskets so much. I know. They're beautiful. They're so beautiful, and they're such a nice way to, like, honor somebody's interests. Yeah. I love them. Have you ever seen... I'm I'm not sure exactly what country it is or if it's even one country, but I've seen photos before of, like, uh, basically wakes that are kind of, like, in the same spirit of that where 
they will be like my my friend like loved to smoke cigarettes and ride his bike so they'll like basically taxidermy the person oh like, dress yeah them up, pose them on the bike smoking a cigarette and like people can for like, sure see it it's yeah so wild but also i think that's fun it's like yeah like they the used last to thing do you that. see that person is like them doing a thing that they did in real life. Oh yeah, I mean in the death rooms and the parlors where people, when you kept somebody in your home for mm-hmm. three days, they weren't usually in a casket at all. Or sometimes, if they were, they sometimes they were laid out on like a fainting couch, yeah, surrounded by flowers for the spell, oh, man. Um, and just kept there for you to so hang sad. out with. Yeah, but also so scary. I don't. I mean, I don't love it. I don't love it. Only because, like, the idea of having to watch somebody slowly decompose like that... Or, like, change... really sad. Hour to hour or day to day. Just change. I yeah. don't like that. Yeah, no, yeah. That's what I mean by decompose. Like, watching, yeah. like, them... Yeah. Change. Ugh. God. Yeah. It's bad. It'll let your imagination go haywire. Uh... <sighs> Yeah, I think a lot of these examples, too, that I saw, at least online, are of children. And mm. in that case, I can actually, I can at least understand an unwillingness to let go of the corporeal, like, yeah, form definitely. of your child. That's when you got to invest in that cast iron one with a little windy. Mm-hmm. There's also, and we've already talked about this on a different episode, that one embalmed little girl that is in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does look perfect She's, to the straight She day. looks flawless, and she is always watching. She's always watching. Yeah. What's your tap? Oh, my God. Uh, I guess one would be at a burper. Yeah, you got to. Always, I think. Yeah. The human burper is a fart. Well, yeah. It's just your butthole. Yeah. Or your mouth, you could say. That's true, because burping. Because of burping. I just thought farts, because... Well, that's how the gas done get Yeah, out. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I guess my out. main tip would be, <laughs> if you are preparing for a spooky event, um, plan out... Plan for the days that you're going to have to, like, be in your house with the... The decoration. Yeah, yeah. Robin and I made our hor- our horrific abominations on the yeah. same day, and it was like three weeks in yeah, advance. Yeah, and we were like, oh no, yeah. now we're just in the house with this now thing. Now we just I, have this. Uh, the head that I painted is <laughs> hidden in a bag in my closet because I can't live with it. My coffin in the spare room is kind of like my friend at this point. I like it. I did have a dream that it came alive last night. and oh boy. It wasn't scary. It was just like a friend. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Do I with that information what you will. I also, read into my psyche. If there was ever something to get those giant googly eyes for, it's the coffin. It's, it's the coffin. I'm sad because I know I'm gonna have to dispose of it. But how funny is it gonna be to put that on the sidewalk? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, we should put it out there with the human head. Yeah, we have to. But also, oh, no, there's nowhere good to store it. I was gonna say you could save it I for know. actual Halloween. Well. We'll Maybe see. you could break down the cardboard and just like yeah, tape it back together, yeah, flatten it, together. put it real flat. Yeah, get it real flat. Maybe I'll do that. Hide it and get it real flat, like a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your tip? My tip is probably going to be, uh, ooh, there's always room for innovation. Mm. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. People are inventing new things, even even coffin yeah. innovations. Uh, so if you and have new a phrases like living room, like living room, yeah. Yes, and and wakes. Yeah. So uh, jump on it. Yeah, you if if you think if you have a fun thing you say, patent it. If you and I have an idea you've been doing for like twenty years, but you just thought it's convenient for you and nobody else will give a care. Mm-hmm. Try it out. Yeah, try it out. Try you it know, out. Even if only a hundred people buy your your cast iron. Yeah. Basket, you tried. Yeah, and they'll live on for your legacy is what counts, really. Name your child Almond. That's another tip. That's another tip. Mm -hmm. After any nut. Walnut is also a good child's name. Pecan is a beautiful, exotic one. Yeah. I think Walnut is a trustworthy name. Walnut. As well as Almond. Then you can call him Wally, and people will say, oh, short for Walter, and they'll say, short for Walnut. I also like Macadamia. (laughs) Macadamia? Oh, my God. Yeah, macadamia. Peanut. Peanut is also a pepita. Like, wait, I thought that was a pepper. A pepita is a pumpkin seed. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, we got to eat boiled peanuts again soon. Oh, yeah. For sure mm, we do. For mm, sure. Mm, mm, mm. What are the other nuts? What other nuts are there? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Brazil nut, but you, Brazil is its own thing. Cashew. Oh, cashew's a great mm-hmm. one. I think almond, walnut, and cashew will, will be my sons. Those are some good names. Yeah. Those are some really good names. Yeah. Because um, you, you can do Al, Wally, and Cash. Cash! And they're all nuts. <gasps> anyway, those are my three sons, and this has been That's a Spirit Podcast. Guys, we, uh, you can reach oh, us. Oh, yeah. Reach at, us. That's the spirit podcast at gmail.com. Email us anything and we will read it out loud. Please, anything literally anything. It can uh, be a blank email. Follow us on the socials, Spirit Pod on Twitter, mm-hmm. and that's the spirit podcast on Instas. Yup. Uh, go to our website, buy some merch. It's really fun on there. Check it out. Um, yeah, and let us know if you have any good Halloween party ideas. Yes. And we would also like to say, like, if you like this idea, have a Halloween party whenever you want. Yeah. Halloween is a state of mind. There's no bad time to do no. it. Also, send us pictures of your Halloween party. Yeah, invite us also. Also invite us. Please invite us. We could be because we love you. We love you so much. So much. And we'll see you in hell. Bye. See you there. Bye.